Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Support for this podcast comes from Lexus. There are many names for enthusiast, like aficionado, fashionista, foodie, sneakerhead, audiophile. But there's only one way to become one, by going all in. That's why Lexus has gone all in on the sports sedan by designing the new Lexus IS. Because the greater the obsession, the greater the reward. Learn more at Lexus.com slash IS. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House. And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop. And then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week. We read your answers and then discuss them on the show. Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast. Or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. Ben Jammin Butler, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well, Brian House. How's your life living these days? Let me tell you something. I'm going to jump right in because uh, the I don't. We've discussed this real briefly, but the um, the DIY belt grinders and machines Facebook group has grown significantly since I started it. About um, I think I started like three or four months ago. It has almost yeah. seven thousand users now in it. Man, and that's the shit has literally hit the fan. Like yeah. if you can imagine a turd flying through the air <laughs> at high speed and splattering all over everybody in the group. It, no the, way. The drama in there, it's almost as bad as fa- as uh not fa- as uh YouTube. Yeah. So um it, but it's a little more personal because in this case <laughs> You get to see, you know, people like right, facing. Yeah, There's right? not. It's not just like Snake Dragon 485 says. <laughs> you don't know how to weld. This it's, is not it's, your uh, chat room drama. This is no real life. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you remember me saying that somebody had bought the plans and then replicated oh, yeah. everything. That's what I was just gonna ask. And then the guy. Was it? Yeah. So then uh, the guy said. Um, you know, basically the entire group was like, you just kind of replicated the thing yeah, and it's kind of, you know, yeah, this isn't cool. So, um, he, <laughs> he just continues to post. Now I'm the admin oh. of the group and I mean, right. I could just literally just block the guy or whatever. And you know yeah. what? It, it's, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm on one. the fence. It is a tough one because you know, meanwhile, I, I'm trying to foster people doing things, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's my that's my purpose here is to inspire, you know. And, yep. you know, of course, there's an entrepreneurial uh, focus, you know, like everybody needs to go out and make money. 
and you know do their business and whatever else but amen yeah the, you gotta draw like at some point i had to like be like look i just don't like the way the guy did it because like basically when everybody was calling him out he's like yeah of course it was inspired by his work and it's almost <laughs> identical to his however i have changed this this and this and that's why it's now my design you know oh, inspired and, by oh that yeah like so now he's saying he's in quote right that's yeah yeah Words of a loser. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. And uh, so, of course, there's a lot of people chiming in but on both ends. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's people that are going, sure. you stole it. And then there's some people going, hey, it's a free market. Yep. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm just like, you know what? I I appreciate what he's trying to do. I get yeah. it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I love that he's got moxie and he's trying and he's doing all this stuff. And I appreciate yeah. that. I don't like how the how he approached it ethically. You know, he right. he presented his first design as his own and it wasn't until he got called out where people were like, "No." And yeah. then, you know, he started deleting all of the photos of his original build, which included my design because he didn't want to be associated with it. It it's shady beyond shady beyond shady. So like yeah. and, he, and people are just calling him out and then other people are going well, this is the problem, Brian. When you push your plants out, you didn't patent it, and you don't have intellectual property rights and stuff. So this led me down this entire yeah. rabbit hole of going. Well, maybe I should have I should have patented this, but I've I've got a unique sort of perspective on patents. I don't think they're yeah. worth a damn. I really right. don't. We, you and I talked about this with the yeah. table saw thing, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. I think it's, it is a challenging spot, right? And I think for a number of reasons. Number one, as you started out saying, your goal, my goal, a lot of folks like us, our goal is purely to inspire, right? Um, putting money aside, everything else aside, you know, I often find myself when I'm the least happy with where I'm at with my social media efforts, it's when I've lost sight of that fact, right? That, hey, yes, you started this whole thing thinking about the person that you were when you saw your first Duresta video or your first whomever yep. video and went, fuck me, that is cool. I could do that shit. You know, that's what you're trying to inspire. But at the end of the day, to get to that point and to maintain takes a tremendous amount of effort. And so somewhere along the line, there has to be some reward, right? We, we can't work at this pursuit, um, without any reward. <laughs> it just can't. It wouldn't the, be the, sustainable at that point. Yeah. The yeah. level that's required is too great uh, of effort, uh, to not get anything out of it. And, you know, so I think there's that, but then there's also, the second part really is if this guy would have approached you when he started down this road, right? <laughs> and just said, Hey, dude, I, I've been working on this idea as well. And your stuff really inspired me. I'm changing these few things around. Would you mind if I, you know, took a run at selling plants? You very well may have just said, Sure, dude, go for it. You know, and. Yep. And maybe even supported that effort. So it's, to me, it's the ethics of it, right? And yep. we live in a world today, you can say, don't put your stuff out there. You can say that you should have patented it and this and that, and you should, you know, 
have some kind of license agreement when somebody downloads it and all this other horse shit. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's too easy for somebody to do it regardless of how you protect it. <laughs> right. Um, right. I, I, and, you know, look at the 3D printing industry, right? You go to Thingiverse and you can find thousands of designs all there, all ready to print. Some have licenses for Creative Commons, some have restricted licenses and other things. But at the end of the day, there isn't a person following them, you know, and if they don't, what what recourse do you have? <laughs> well, well, that's just it. So even if this guy had a way superior design to mine, which he does not, but if he did, he would still need all of the other components of creating a product, which is marketing yeah. and logistics and shipping and production and all those things that take place that, by the way, I don't do all by myself. Yeah. And uh, I, what this did was it led me down the road of looking into if my concepts of design and patents are legitimately accepted by the the industrial community or, or just even the like okay. I, I intellectual property community. So I found an article on Forbes. I just Googled like, do patents matter or do they yeah. work? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, and I found this article. So let me, let me read you some of the, the key points of this article. This is from Forbes magazine. This was printed in 2017. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, do patents matter? It says sometimes. It all depends on your business objective. Uh, in some industries, patents are absolutely critical, but in far more, uh, far more instances, they are not. So they're, that's like sentence number two. They are not critical. Right. It is yep. a well-known fact that a vast majority of patents are worthless. 97% of all patents never recoup the cost of filing them. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, so right there, 97%. And then let's go, let's get let's dig down a little bit deeper because I have a client who is an a patent attorney who okay. by the way, a year ago today, I reached out to him and asked him, hey, would you look at my design? Would you, yeah. you know, what would it cost me to patent it? His advice was exactly what this article says. Patents are worthless. Don't do it. Um, and if you want to do it, here's, and get this. This is what it would cost. $15,000 to start Whoa, to get a patent. That's a lot, on of, this, that's okay? a lot of plan sets, right. man. So now let me, now, yeah, exactly. Now let me, let me read this even further. Um, there's a guy named uh, Dennis Crouch, who is the co-director of the Center for Intellectual Property and Entrepreneurship at the University of Missouri School of Law. He says that 50% of patents, of all patents, expire because their owners decline to pay the required maintenance fee. So there that there's another, there's another big uh, indicator that yep. they're pointless. And then also maybe realize that. Right. But you've got your yeah. your upfront cost, but then you got to maintain it. So you got to keep paying for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you got every year you got to re up it. it. If you years? get it, it's good for I think what well, it was back in when my grandfather was doing it. I think it was like 45 or 50 years. I think it's a lot less okay. now. OK. Yeah. But um, let's see. It says here that 20 uh, percent of technology transfer. Uh, which means intellectual property transfers, 20% only 
break even. So if you buy it and you, you know, you get, you get it, um, you, you, you're, you have an 80% chance of losing money on filing a patent. (laughs) And then, uh, Let's see here. Uh, the statistics are readily available, but entrepreneurs continue to misperceive how filing intellectual property can be beneficial to them. Contrary to popular belief, a patent does not protect your technology from being infringed upon by a competitor. It sure. merely affords you with legal recourse. Here we go. It affords you with legal recourse in the event that someone does that. So they, yeah. let's just say, so I de- make your machine identically. It gives you the right to sue someone's ass when they do copy exactly. your Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. You now are going to be in a three to five year millions of dollar battle with yeah. this, this person who stole your technology. The, okay, Amen. so here's another one. A patent just gives you a seat at the table, both offensively and defensively. That's it. In other words, a patent gets you some relevance and some leverage how much of that leverage and how much of that relevance depends on how you play your hand and how deep your pockets are. If you intend on enforcing your patent rights in court, plan on spending three to five years. Then you might might win a judgment Jeez. that will cost you millions of dollars. Unfortunately, recent changes to our patent system have made this process even more difficult. Uh, and they go, they go in a long story. But basically what they're saying is, is, you get a if you have a patent, you have the right to sue, and then yep. let's just say that the ju- uh, judge and jury, which is a lot of this st- uh, intellectual property stuff, is uh, also it's not it's uh, what would it be subjective, not objective. So it's right. like it's a matter of opinion. You know, somebody sure. could look at it and go, "Eh, it's you know kind of like that, or it's kind of not," and, yeah, and you, you may could, or may um, not win. Right, you could have a patent um, and. You, so in so, well, you, I mean, use this as an example, right? This very case, right? You could have your shit patented. This guy copied it. You go to court, and the judge says, "Well, from from what I see, he changed it. He changed from he changed twenty percent of your design. To me, that's enough to constitute uh, a unique product. Uh, that the key mechanism in this grinder is, uh, I don't know." You know, the way it holds the belt onto the machine. And so he changed that mechanism. And therefore, I'm sorry, Brian, all the millions of dollars you just spent, you know, trying to defend it are fuck all worthless. (laughs) And meanwhile, all of those years or all of that time and energy you spent in fighting that intellectual property infringement. You are now spending all that uh, time. uh, You're not doing what you intended to do, which is create something. You've wasted another year or two or three of your life. You spend all your time and energy fighting that instead of making your belt grinder better, right? Exactly. To just outcompete this motherfucker. Um, Yeah. You would think. You would think that in in like now that I'm like reading all this shit and saying all this stuff that like I'm, I'm actually making a case for this guy right. to, to, you know, or anyone to steal my design. But here's the thing. Here's how I see this. OK, I have something more valuable than a patent. I have the I have the opinion of pu- I have the public opinion. I have all you these have, people who already have watched me for the last year and a half develop yep. this thing on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram. And 
they're the ones fighting the battle for me. In fact, I'll, I'll, yeah. I hardly had to say anything in this argument. I had so many people going, you know what, man, your your thing looks great and all, but it's a total ripoff and I would never spend a dime with you anyway because of the way you approach this. People are smart. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. He fried himself. By the way, I offered this guy a collaboration in the in the very beginning when he first released it. I sent him a video. I showed him my design. I said, hey, man, I got this, this, and this that I need help on. And you're yeah. obviously a talented guy. You have access to a laser cutter. Why don't we collaborate on something here? Yeah. If you want to make side money, this is how we'll do it. And we'll do it together. He completely ignored me. Yeah. You know why? Has because he, he is a moron. And I'm yeah. going to say it, and I know he listens to this. You're a yeah. moron. I just yeah. want you to know you're an absolute idiot because you could have gotten into my back pocket. We could have done stuff together. Instead, I'm going to beat you to the market. And instead, yep. you're going to go into the ether like where everyone else goes, because hopefully you learned a lesson with this because I, and it may sound like I'm being an asshole or a cocky person. But the reality is I did everything I could possibly do to help this guy. And he fought it tooth and nail. It was like, yeah. here, let me hand you uh, uh, something that'll make you uh, $5,000 a month. And he went, nope, nope, nope. I've got a way better idea. I'm just going to directly compete with you. <laughs> and by the way, he shit talked me so bad on those forums. He said, I sucked at CAD. My design sucked. It was hard to build. So now it's personal for me. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm, I'm reading this guy's comments and I'm going, I'm going to give you just enough rope to hang yourself. Guess what? You've done that. Now you've bashed me publicly. And who are you again? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like what? Oh, and it, yeah. it's just like, man, it's drama times 10, Ben drama llama, man. That's, mm. you know, it's just on your own group in your own group, right? Like in your own, in my Facebook own group, which by the way, he did not know I was the oh, admin for that. Kidding. group. And then when the comments started getting really nasty, I turned <laughs> off the commenting of that post because it was just getting so negative. Right. And, uh, and I, I got this, uh, like message from him later. It was just like, uh, I didn't. I didn't realize you could just turn off. I'm like, I'm the admin, dipshit. <laughs> I created. The I universe run this group. In. <laughs> you are in my house. Welcome right? to my house. All right. Look around. Everything the, you and, see is mine. <laughs> exactly. I. And then I'm thinking to myself, man, am I just dealing with you know ignorance here? I guess I don't yeah. know. I well, got that off my chest now. I'm not saying any names because I don't no, want to, you know, incite no, a riot or anything. From this point out. forward, he will be DB Skadoosh. That's yeah. his new nickname, DB yeah. Skadoosh. You know, I don't, I don't understand what the motivation of some people is. I do, I do not know, and I, and I don't think I'll ever understand. I, I always try to. I don't know. I always try to think of other people before I think of myself, you know, like that's a pretty early life lesson that you, uh, you pick up, <laughs> I would think. Um, but whether it's yeah. business, I hope or, lessons were learned. Something tells me or, no lessons were something learned. Tells me it, there was not a lot of learning. Nothing. So, Zero. I guess you can't, as they say, you just can't fix stupid. <laughs> No, you can't. And I mean, it was like, here's a golden egg. Here's a platter here. Oh, yeah. oh and he's like slapping it out of my hand, you know, like, right. oh, no, this I guy's just... an idiot. And he's like calling me a douchebag and stuff publicly, by the way. Right. Uh, on well, these forums point, where all these people so are much, reading it. 
Yeah, it is so much more than a design, right? If if designs made millions, um, you know, there are a lot of people in this world that would be filthy, dirty, rich. But that's right. You can we could somebody could invent a cure for cancer tomorrow, but if it didn't get into the correct system, that cure would go no further than the one person that they tested it on, right? It, right. It, it, if there wasn't a hospital system and a healthcare system and all of that shit built around that cure for cancer, a lab that had marketing and media and all that other stuff, it, it wouldn't go anywhere. Uh, it, it's, it's one small part. Um, I had a, I worked with a guy one time, uh, and we were building, uh, web app based on an idea that another person had. And it was actually for, uh, it was for a notification system for wildfires. Basically, you could subscribe to notifications in an area. And so you could say, Hey, if a fire starts within 50 miles of Boise, Idaho, send me a text message. I'd like to know. And if that fire gets bigger, send me another text message. You know, well, yeah, it's not super a, useful. It was really cool. And it still is still up there, still out on the web. But, but this came in to us from, um, from a, a public information officer, a, a person who works on fires as what we call PIO and they deal with the public and everything else. And, and, um, for a while there, the tail started wagging the dog. The idea started wagging the project, right? Right. And, um, and ownership. Uh, ownership of the product got came into question at some point, right? Like, well, we came up with the idea. We want the autonomy to make decisions on what's next and where it goes and who owns the product and this and that. And whose website does it live on? And, you know, we're going, hey, hey hold, hold the phone here, right? Like, you just basically had a conversation in a bar with us and wrote some shit on a napkin. And then we took it and actually turned it into something. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, um, we own the project. We have the knowledge to maintain it, improve it, kill it if we want to. Uh, and at the end of the day, you're welcome to give us all the ideas you want, but it's our damn you know, app at this point. So sure. it's interesting how that can happen. Right. So the, the buddy I worked with, he, you know, he was very adamant that ideas are not, uh, products. Right. <laughs> right? There's so much more behind it. And again, if yeah. I, if I felt like it, it you know, there, there's a, a bunch of other places you can go and buy a grinder, by the way. Like I, and of course, yeah. I'd never once claimed I designed or I, I invented that technology. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my, my design is fairly original, but you know, it takes, uh, you know, there's things about it that are inspired by other projects. And, and, you know, sure. that to me, that the credit had been given, it, it had already been out there. And then, but the, the reality of it is, a lot of that design, the core, the chassis is my concept. You know, yeah. it is what I did. I spent a year of my life developing it and then another three months developing the plans and I support it and I dumped an enormous amount of money into yeah. developing it and it still do. And, uh, and now it's become a monster and great. Awesome. I've got this business, 
But, uh, you know, the, the other comments that were being um, mentioned there, people were going, look how many he sold. Look at all the boxes going out. Because, you know, when you share things right. on social media, as I do, yeah. uh-huh. um, it's a marketing technique. People start to think that uh, I am Jeff Bezos. They're like, right. oh, you're rolling oh, Brian, in it, Brian. Yeah, Oh, man. Yeah. You know, uh, let me just tell anybody who is confusing me with Jeff Bezos or a major CEO of a big corporation that I am not that guy. I'm yeah. the guy who you should be uh, you should be cheering on because yeah. I'm the the epitome of the American dream risen up from a from absolute hole in the ground. Zero. Nothing came from there and worked 14 to 18 hours a day to get where I am today and invested and risked an enormous amount of my own money to make it happen. You want to misdirect your anger at somebody about somebody else taking money or food off of your plate. It isn't me. That's yeah. the, that's the thing. I'm not that guy. I'm the okay. guy helping you put meat on your table. And so when, you know, the, the, what was going on in this group, people are going, Oh, look how many he sold. And, you know, they're starting to do the math and people are adding it all up. And I called them right the fuck out right on that, right on those forums. And I went, do you even understand how business works? Because I don't think you do. And this is, you know, if you want to know my margins, you can private message me and I'll tell you what my margins are and you will be fucking shocked. And, and, you know, it's, but see, I have to, mitigate disasters like that because in a public forum people start looking at these numbers and oh man this is going on and blah 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 yeah yeah you post you a picture only of see like the a, outgoing yeah cart, you only see uh, the product uh, being pushed you don't see yeah. all the money goes into all the other stuff that makes it happen so yeah you know it's, it's uh it is a thing i don't know it's numbers you're, you're are right. fucked up anyway and it is, and 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 that's where that juxtaposition of social media is so weird, right? Um, because there are times I'm not good at it. I I don't have much of a filter when it comes to what I put out there on social media. In fact, my wife catches me a lot. You know, like, hey, hold 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 on a second, like maybe <laughs> Sarah too. She's the same like, way. She's yeah, like, like have you, you thought don't, about don't push that, that out there? Like I got, so I recently got my first dose of the COVID vaccine, which was pretty cool. Oh, and, no uh, kidding. Okay. Good. Yeah. Congratulations. Surprisingly. And uh, yeah. I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was torn about getting it. Uh, very torn. But in the end, yeah. I just sucked it up, got in line and did it. Um, but the very first thing <laughs> after I get texted my wife, all right, cool. I got it. You got to wait for like. 15 minutes after you get your shot. I was like, I just got to sit here and wait. <laughs> and she's like, if you post a picture of your vaccine card to Instagram, you make sure you blur out your <laughs> birthday or whatever. I'm like, how did you even know I was going to post it to Instagram? <laughs> she's like, I knew you were going to do that. And I knew don't, you wouldn't do anything to hide your identity info. I'm like, right. who the hell can I, I guess I'm just, I'm of the opinion in, in some respect, like, who cares? You can find this shit out anyway, you know, like you really not? can. Yeah. And why not be open um, about your business? Because that's to me, it's, it's such a, it's a part of you. I, I know like in, in following you, it's a big part of your uh, persona or your identity on the internet is that you clearly 
are passionate about what you do. You clearly have worked incredibly hard to build up business knowledge and acumen in that field, you know, and, and on down the line. So to show a little bit of behind the curtain is appropriate. And I think incredible. hundred percent agree. But, but you're going to have all these people who point yeah. at you and go, look, you know, he's doing this. He's making money through capitalism. And I, it's just yeah. like, you know, uh, you yep. all are benefiting from this system, by the way. And you could do the yeah, same yeah. thing if you decide to. You well, know, we mentioned I, I didn't some have of any it too. rich investors. Yeah. I had nobody p- pumping money into my system. I'm the yep. guy that did it myself. I'm the guy that ate rice and beans for 15 years and put <laughs> yeah. all of that money back into his business. But, right? you know, they don't want to hear that portion of it. They don't no. want to hear that, you know, that I but drove a car funny, that though? was 10 years old and the wheels fell off of it before I could right. trade it in and buy another used car. You know, it's, yeah. it's just Isn't no one it wants funny, to hear though, that. That, um, that we social media influencer people or whatever the hell you want to call us, we we are forced to defend that. And I don't understand it. We talked a little bit about it a couple of episodes ago when we mentioned um, the Handmade podcast when Jimmy Duresta was on there and was very forthcoming with numbers. And I don't think maybe knowingly so or willingly so, you know, but he does make mention of like the theme of the episode was not to show behind the curtain of Jimmy's life, but he shared some details of contracts and things like that, that I thought like, Whoa, it it's. And I, I can remember commenting at the time, like, isn't it interesting that he has to go to that extreme to, to almost defend what he does for a living, right? Like you yes. don't see doctors giving speeches saying, last year I made $5 million and I gave 16 COVID shots, you know? <laughs> um, right. Like you don't, you don't see that. And, but in this arena, for some unknown freaking reason, we, we feel obligated to do so. And, I don't understand it, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I, You know, when I show that we're shipping, you know, that many of uh, that much product at once, uh, it's because um, it. I feel that there's twofold for, you know, in, in that regard. One is there's consumer confidence. You know, people yeah. are buying my product and they're using it and building it and they're doing whatever with it. And then the other portion of it is, is, um, for me to look back on it in five years and go, Oh, that's all we shipped, you know? And and that it, it basically it's a time capsule for me. I can look back on my social media posts and I can look at my studio when there was nothing in it. And now it's filled with tools and it's filled with prototyping, um, uh, parts that I'm using to build and and do new things and bring new products to market. And then I think, wow, that's so neat to look at. Or like even one of my YouTube videos when I was playing with this little Harbor Freight grinder and I was trying to figure out the tracking mechanism and I even comment on it. And I say, well, I don't understand how tracking works. And this was like a couple of years ago. And now I design tracking mechanisms. And see, for me, that's an interesting juxtaposition. And it also is a major motivator for me to know that I'm on the right path. But when a select few people who decide to want to rise up and try to uh, piss on my parade, um, I'm going to call you the fuck out. And then I, I'm just going to say, like, I'm going to I'm going to shine a light on your ignorance here 
because you're pointing your anger at somebody who is is going about it the right way. By the way, um, you know, I think there's a big there's a lot of confusion with certain groups of people about ethical capitalism. And, you know, and I will make this very clear. If you look at any other system out there, and I've said this before, but I love how Alan Greenspan uh, put it a bunch of years ago. He said that capitalism is the only system that brings more people out of poverty than any other uh, economic uh, driver. You know, if you look mm-hmm. at um, communism, socialism, fascism, you know, all these these uh, systems for uh, economies and, and political economies, you, there is not a better system out there. We know that statistically capital. And by the way, I shouldn't have to fucking defend capitalism, by the way. Right, United right. States of America and and, and, and by the way, I'm defending capitalism to my own fucking people, to the people <laughs> right. in the U.S. Yeah. who are benefiting from it clearly every day. Yeah, clearly. And again, I know how it it, it, it looks. And it, like if you've been a guy who works in a situation for an asshole boss or a guy who's making a ton of money off of the sweat off of your back and you're angry about that, I get it. I totally get yeah. it because you know why? I was that guy. I was the yeah. guy making somebody else rich. And I and it really bugged me, and it really made me feel like yeah. I could do something better with my time. And guess so what? I am now that result. Fifteen years later, of yeah. hard work, toil, sweat, and tears. But was it simple to get here? No. Was it a lot of fun? Fuck yeah, it was. I had an absolute yep. blast doing what I'm doing. In fact, every single fucking day, I wake up early. I don't have to get out of bed worth nothing. I don't need to do anything. Nobody would give a shit if I slept in for like eight days. Right. But I get up and I come to work every day because I love my work. I'm passionate about it and I'm passionate about our system here in the United States. And the narrative I will always, always, always push is that if you want something, you have to work for it. The title of this podcast is work for it, not complain about it, not covet it, not be envious about it, not do any of those things. The main component, the one, I am not the smartest guy in the room. Never have been. I'm the, I'm low of lower average intelligence. And the only way that I was able to push myself to rise above my peers was because my hands are dirty. I am working every single day. So that's my rant. I'm done, Ben. I'm done. I'm, I, that's it. Oh, oh, I just let it off. Oh man. I feel feeling so much better now. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> like you say, you know, you, you own the group and, um, yeah, y- you know, people got to play by your rules and like it or not, that's just the way shit works. And um, I don't even know if they're my rules. Cause I don't really have that many rules. I, you no, know, the, the thing but, is, is I try, I tell people like, keep it positive. You know, if yeah. you're going to be angry and negative, or things are going to go south and you're, and you're bashing people, then yeah, of course you, you can't hang yeah. out. But like, yeah. you want to call me out? Like there's people out there calling me out like right away, like, you know, saying things and I'm like, okay, I get it. Sure. That's a, sure. that's a, that's a welcomed question. It sucks that I have to answer it, but here you go. Yeah. And a lot of the answers yeah. that I post under those comments where people are calling me out, they delete their comment. Because right. my response makes them look really they, they dumb. They realize, yeah, they realize what, that what they asked was probably a line too far. And and do you think some of it, to some extent, um, people feel like they get to know you? You yes. know, and I think people feel like uh, we've known each other a long time, or you know, it's like there's that. 
um, people see a lot more of our lives than they do other folks, right? Even maybe then some of their friends in some cases, depending on how much we're putting out there at any one given time. I, I kind of go up and down with how many stories I do on Instagram and how much of it includes my personal life and, you know, this and that and the other thing. But boy, you, when you're really putting a lot out there, people can really get to know you really fast, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and which, by the way, I love because I think that's yeah. such an amazing feature of social media because yep. it, it, it helps you find commonality and people that you would never have access to before. Some of my closest yeah. friends and you included, I would have never met had I not done this venture. So it's definitely worth doing. It's just, there's like little, like 2% of the assholes that are floating around out there. Well, and I think it's often it's the people, (laughs) it's the people that (laughs) maybe lose sight of the fact that you're seeing what you, what I want you to see, you know, to some extent. And not to say that, that either of us fabricate, uh, uh, um, fabricate a persona or fabricate, um, our, our feeds in such a way that we're, we're creating a character out of ourselves. No, that's not the case, but you know, in fact, that's the opposite, by the way, Yeah, I I feel like I, I am obligated to show like even this negative, you know, semi-negative rant that I'm on right now. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to be ranting about this and showing yeah. this emotion? Here's the reality of it, though. It is how I feel. And, it, yeah. and it's not that it's, you know, I'm going to sit here and try to cover up, you know, that it doesn't bother me or it's just Facebook or it's just a YouTube comment no. or whatever. It, the reality is, is that we have a problem with perception and uh, and what people are seeing and what, you know, maybe it's just people who are just not even, in, you know, a part of my sphere and they, they look at what I'm up to and they're like, oh, this guy's just bragging or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to paint a picture, you know, and yep. if you want to see the, you want to see it from your own rose colored glasses, that's fine. And I know everybody's yeah. movie is different. I'm the star of Brian House Incorporated. You know, the movie right. is being printed in my own mind and I'm the, the, the main character. And yeah. I totally get that. I'm 100% there. However, I am trying to 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 inject into this community the concept that the people who are the most pissed off about certain things are the ones that have the power to change it. They're just doing right. it the wrong way. They're approaching the wrong people. They're, you know. So if Absolutely. you can take that same passion, you could take that same like, oh, you know, Brian's doing this with his time and I'm angry and I wish I was doing that. That's step one. Okay, that's step one. You've recognized yeah. the problem. But step two is now, what are you going to do about it? Get you're going to get out ass, there and you're going right? to make a change. Like, yeah, get off your ass. Yeah. Start talking to people. Start telling what you want to do. You've got an idea. Make that idea fucking happened. And by the way, patents don't matter. Patents are fucking stupid. Do (laughs) whatever the fuck you want. Copy whoever's design, make it better, better. whatever. Be better than the rest. Right. And that's, and you're like, you are so dead right. We are doing something about it. We decided a long time ago that when we had free time, we weren't going to sit around watching fucking hockey games or baseball games or football games. We were going to go out into a workshop and try to create something. Now, whether that was just to put it out in the fucking world or to make money with it, um, 
Or maybe it was at the start just to put it in the world and now we realize we could make money with it. Hey, fucking A, right? But that's the difference, right? I think between action. guys like action us was and the guys difference. like that. Right. Yeah, the action. Yes. I got up. It, I got off my ass. I said, fuck, I've got two hands. I can build shit. Here we go. I have a cell phone <laughs> with a camera on it. I can, I right. can access I can millions of people Instagram. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that is the massive difference. And I find that the folks who are the quickest to judge and the, the quickest to comment negatively and, and bash and bring everybody down. They're the ones with all kinds of fucking time on their hands because they ain't right. doing anything about totally. it. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and they could like you, like me, like any of us who do it, they could be leveraging that great system called capitalism and making, you know, fucking YouTube money too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a uh, video about me like dropping nickels on my forehead to show how much money I make on YouTube. <laughs> right. but, um, making yeah. it rain. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, the uh, DB Skadoosh, the guy that copied my, my yeah. grinder, I sort of have respect for the guy because he's yeah. doing something. Right. Hello, he's You're doing right. it. I mean, I don't like his approach, yeah, yeah. but you know what? Who the fuck am I? I'm, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't have I to like you. it, you know? Yeah. There's a mutual, so. I, I could see that, right? There, There is a mutual, somewhat a mutual respect there at some level, right? Because he bothered you're, to you're, do it. Yeah, you know, you're there. He is. You're cut from the same cloth in some regard, anyway, right? Like I agree. This guy, somewhere along the line, the guy clearly learned CAD, or he learned, how, you know, drafting or yeah. whatever, and absolutely and had enough ambition to put it together. But well, I made it real easy for him. You know, I gave him all my files and everything to start <laughs> right? off. With, which, by the way, they're perfect. Uh, and uh, Mr. Skadoosh, yeah. if you're listening, uh, those files were uh, it, it, just. By the way, <clears throat> I have no formal training in. CAD. Had, and I right. designed most of that in SketchUp, and then I graduated to um, Fusion 360, and uh, <laughs> you know it's it's a thing. You know I'm not perfect at it, but I think I'm you know somewhere in the middle. You know, but yeah. uh, he had a great jumping off point. You know, yeah. with my perfect files that he stole and then recreated. <laughs> anyway, hey, speaking <laughs> of Fusion, I uh, <laughs> speaking, <laughs> I like the name <laughs> Skadoosh. <laughs> DB Skadoosh. DB. Oh, the DB. I got gotcha. you. The DB. Yeah. DB Skadoosh. <laughs> Junior. That's his DB Skadoosh Junior. Junior. Yeah, he doesn't even get the senior tag. <laughs> so <laughs> sun, Sunday morning, my wife was, was thumbing through the internet and we just got some new furniture in our living room. And, and now, so the coffee tables and end table that were in our living room originally were... Some of probably some of my really early furniture that I made. Uh, and so that's out now because it doesn't fit the okay. decor, right? You have a theme going on. Yeah. So my nice, you know, birch log leg uh, furniture. Actually, the it's kind of neat because I kept the bark on that birch. And it was oh, river birch, cool. maybe about inch and a half, two inches around for the legs. And I'm amazed the bark stayed on. It, it has blown my mind that it hasn't yeah, just peeled it off. Yeah, that didn't flake off. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
she finds this table. It's a little round pedestal thing, you know, um, maybe like a 13 inch diameter round pedestal table. And so of course, you know, now that I'm a CNC expert, the first thing I say is, well, shit, Jack and I can make that. We can make that on the CNC today. Today we can make that thing. That's fucking easy. Okay. I like this. So, I like this. I already like where this is going. Yeah. Anyway. So up we go upstairs to the office, turn on the computer and open up Fusion. And uh, surprisingly, I we were able to actually model up... Um, so like, like I said, a 13 inch diameter circle for the top, but then it's sort of dished out a little bit, you know? So when you say dished out, you mean like, um, imagine it's, a lip. Like it's con concave on the, on the, yeah, inside. on the okay. top. Right. So you would have maybe, uh, on the very edge, there'd be a little round bead that went all the way around the top almost. I right? gotcha. Okay. All right. So modeling that right i i had never barely had ever opened fusion 360 so first thing you know start searching the internet how are we going to model this thing well what do i come across i came across a uh tutorial on how to model a dog dish <laughs> and from there <laughs> oh yeah that's a great spot which was yeah yeah it was exactly what we needed i was blown away so when I started thinking about how to model a round tabletop, the first thing I drew was a circle, right? But yep. in Fusion... <laughs> I was just going to say, there's oh your first man, mistake. <laughs> not even close. That's not where you want to so go. Yeah. we go all the way down to drawing the slice, like a slice of it, right? Like the, That's right. Yep. the profile view. And then there's the radius tool that just... Freaking awesome. Boom, oh man, bango. blue bingo, my bango, mind. bongo. Yeah, <laughs> I was done. just like, holy shit balls. That's that blows cool. your mind, right? If you can oh, draw yeah. the profile of it, if you can imagine a profile of this thing looking at like a cross cut of it, use yeah. this radius tool and, it, and it'll ask you like how many degrees you want it to yeah. get. You say you got 360, and it goes boom, yep. it does it. Yeah, so now I take it. Uh, I have not done it yet because I was, um, so ShopBot CNCs are, are pretty cool because they come as a full package, uh, at least the desktop and the desktop okay. max. Uh, number one, the machine comes completely assembled, which to me, I mean, I've been watching some yeah, guys that awesome. are getting these uh, Onefinity machines and it's taking them two days to put the damn thing together and right. Oh, no thanks. That's like an Ikea right. build from hell. <laughs> um, but they also come with a V-Carve Pro license. So that okay. is what you use to generate your tool paths and everything. So okay. you go from Fusion um, to V-Carve and then V-Carve will allow you to say, okay, I want you to cut this line with this bit at this depth and you know all that kind of stuff so sure that's where i'm i'm at now is generating tool paths and then i think maybe tonight we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and carve uh carve a piece of mdf just to run a test uh, how thick of a so. piece are you gonna cut like inch inch and a half yeah it'll be like three quarter thick i've okay. got some some cherry here that is milled down to about three quarters for the top and i think i'm gonna start and there cut and the if profile I need to, and everything It'll, it'll cut, cut the, the dish. Yeah, it'll dish it right out, you know. 
So this is awesome. You should take some video yeah, of that for sure. That'd be your first am, cuts. That'll probably be uh, my first shot. Bot. Well, not my first. I have a couple of other videos I'm working on now with my dust collection and the basic setup and all that stuff. Yeah, if you haven't already, check out Ben's Instagram feed to see how he has set up his um, uh, dust collection up into his attic and everything. It's super clean, looks amazing. Um, and he was showing it to me on right before our call uh, or right before we record the podcast. We do a FaceTime thing, and he was showing me, and it's slick. Oh, baby, is it yeah, slick. Yeah, it worked it's out like, pretty good. It's like exactly how you should have set that up, by the way. Looks, uh, you know, it looks almost like I, a little uh, factory, you know, it does. It's, it's, uh, I spent probably more time than I should have, um, you know, just getting it all <laughs> set up, but, um, it was time. I'm sort of in the middle of a massive shop cleanup, clean out. Um, as I was telling you, I, I'm, I may be getting my floors epoxied and, uh, the thought of that is kind of like, Oh, do I really want to pull this shit out of here? But I, I've come to terms with it. It's time. I am I'm yep. pretty sure I'm going to be eliminating my big miter saw station uh, because it just takes up so much room. And so, yeah. But the dust yeah, collector for the shop bot's pretty slick. The floor, getting to your floor thing, one of the things um, the company that did mine had uh, as an option was they would come and drop off a shipping container. And then you would move all your shit into it and then they would um, come and do the work and then you could take it back out. It just kind of like made it a little bit easier or like not a shipping container, like a pod. Have you ever seen those like okay. pod things where you move? Yeah. Um, it's it's like that. But it, it was really um, uh, in my shop, it, it wasn't really necessary because I hadn't moved into it yet. I had okay. I had ripped all the walls out of here and, you know, the ceiling out and everything. And all yeah. that was in here was just electrical and an air conditioner. And then, you know, yep. they came in and did green coat, which was, um, here's a pro tip. If you do this, do not get the heavy flake where you see, yeah. like in my pictures and stuff, you see the heavy flake. I was demonstrating this to Ben earlier. Yep. I took an <laughs> Allen wrench and I threw it on the floor and it turns into like, it's a camouflage situation. Like it just blends. Yeah. So if you, now, if you can imagine an Allen wrench disappears um, you know, drop a washer or a screw or, I mean, anything you're working on, if you drop something, it just, it just gets eaten alive inside of this stuff. So I have learned, <laughs> this is my adaptation yeah. to this, is I keep a big Harbor Freight magnet that's still mm. in the container. So, you know, those like uh, plastic flat packs that they put them in. And I use that and I drag it across the floor whenever I drop something oh, and I nice. can't find yep. it. Yep. If it's usually, if it's metal, it'll stick to it. So yeah, that's my, yeah. Hey, that's my shop hack, which that's a by good the way, by the way, we reached out to you, the audience, and Ooh. we asked, what is that one pro tip that it was a workshop game changer? And, uh, man, we got some great responses on this, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. not only on Instagram, but YouTube or on, um, uh, Facebook as well. Uh, it was, it was out of control on both. We had 35 comments on Instagram. We were not gonna be able to read them all, but the ones that I, I think you and I, maybe will pick five each or something like that. And, yeah. um, and we'll kind of go from that point, but I, there's so many good ones. I mean, it was, yeah, it was awesome. yeah, it's, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, 
I think it's amazing the the uh, response that we get on posts like that. Just awesome. I'm trying to think here. Let's see. What's that one protest? Let me look at this here. We have 52 comments on, on Facebook. Man. On that post. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I'm a, I'm a, let me read. I'll read like five. Maybe we'll go back and forth. I'll read them real quick. Uh, Daniel Bradford, uh, he's got a YouTube channel. Go out and check him out. Um, Dan of Steel is the name of his YouTube channel. Um, he says you got to have a kettle. You know, he's in the UK. So he's saying you got to have a kettle in the workshop. And I agree with that, except I like having coffee. So I'm like, I mean, we're in the US, so yeah. we usually drink coffee, but they love their tea over in the UK. Um, that's a good one. Um, Anthony Condon says more shelves and less drawers. I 100% agree with that. Um, drawers. Adam Savage has a has a unique take on yeah. uh, drawers. He says that's where things go to die, and I am with him. Um, I'll tell you, I just added drawers. I'm going down the road, and I don't. <laughs> I I am fucking torn about uh, it. But it see, your drawers silly. are thin, right? You have the the, the like the well, low profile drawers. I do. So, bef- previous to now, I had one, two, three, four, five drawers in my shop, and it was in this little filing, not filing cabinet, but this little steel cabinet. That I kept up on the workbench. It's where I keep just like loose nuts and bolts and miscellaneous fucking hardware, you know. And that was it. It was the only drawer I had. The only five drawers I had. Well, sure. then I made the CNC cart and I'm like, man, I got this big cavernous space under this thing. I'm going to put some drawers in there. I could see well, why that would be where that would be useful, especially since you're going to have like cutting yeah. tools and wrenches. If you're going to put 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, it better have some compartments, right? Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> and, That's like my I, day today, by the way, 10 pounds of shit in a five yeah. pound sack. <laughs> so I'm kind of <laughs> to that point where it's like, I've got so much stuff in this workshop that I got to start squirreling some shit away in drawers. I think uh, I just, I'm moving I've, up now. Like I'm, I'm going, are high. You? like I'm pushing shelving up. Like I'm making, I've got, yep. um, I can never remember the name of that company that sponsors my channel. They're going to kill me. Um, uh, I want to uh, look wall at control. Them. No, not wall control. The, um, they make fucking shelves, man. Um, I'll have to, you know what? I'll <laughs> hold on. I mean, you, talk, you read something. I'm going to go look at the label. Hold on. <laughs> oh, let me pull it up. Way to go, Brian. You're, you're a hell of an influencer. <laughs> I got to pull up his feed now. Man, he caught me off guard. Flexi mount. Flexi mount. That's it. Ah, I'm sorry, Flexi mount. I'm sorry. They've sent me shelves and they and they send me stuff all the time. And oh, that's forget. right. You were saying it's the one that hangs yeah. from the ceiling where you like put yeah, your yeah, kayak yeah. in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah and their, their stuff is super awesome. You can get it on Amazon and um, they've never asked me for anything in return. They always just send yeah. me stuff and they're just super that's kind. That's great. Um, uh, so I caught you off blade. guard with the with the reading of I'm the. I'm like of shit. I didn't have your. I didn't have it up. So 118 blade says. To be honest, I don't have one. I've got more than that, and it has all to do with safety and cleanliness. The one thing I can't do without is my shop vac. That thing sucks, man. But that's okay. <laughs> it makes me look less stupid. A clean and trip hazard free floor is key. As I only got 24 square foot of walking space. It sounds like my shop. 
and sometimes not even that. And the other thing is a spray bottle of anti-fog spray for the safety goggles so I can see oh, what I'm doing one. and going. Getting hot in the shop when you're having fun. I love that anti-fog tip. That's a good one. It never works for me. I don't know why, no? but it never works for me. No, it works usually the first round, and then after that, it wears yeah. off. Yeah, I think I have, Rain-X um, Fog is the best one. That's what I've got. I've got a bottle of Rain-X, and I put it on our ski goggles and stuff, usually about, I don't know, once every couple, three trips up the hill. But I've honestly never used it on my safety glasses. I've thought about it, but just never had the issue. Yeah. Of fogging up. So I always scratch mine to shit and then I end up throwing them away. And then they, you know, yeah, that's I, I did at. buy some, some of these. Um, they're like, here, I have some right here. So you I know you're on the podcast, so you can't really hear, but yeah. I got these things that they're, they go on my glasses. They like slide. Oh, over the, the sidebars. Yeah. 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 Yep. You can buy a whole set of these on Amazon for like six bucks. They get, they send you like 10 of them. Yeah. So I, I buy my glasses from, um, uh, Zenny Optical online, which is like mm-hmm. they're super cheap. Like you can get a set of glasses for like thirty five or forty dollars. Nice. So, <clears throat> and because my eyes are so bad, I just, I just um, buy a few pairs and then yep. leave them around. You know. And uh, yeah. now that I'm an old guy, I need like my little cheaters. So I'll have <laughs> uh, you know my computer repair or my computer uh, glasses, so I can see what the hell I'm up to now. But. Uh, but yeah, it's like for six or eight bucks, you get like 10 of these like rubber sets of glasses and, and are, yep. they're like the little slide over things that go on the arms and they you protect ever, your um, eyes. Do you ever wear those blue blocker for yes. computer screens? Yes. I yeah. Never... That's what these are. In fact, Zenny now it's called block B L O K and okay. it's a blue coating that goes on and it does work. It helps significantly. Yeah. I have to check that out. i I've been buying these Magid, Magid, M-A-G-I-D safety glasses. Are those prescription? No, they're just uh, they're just uh, regular safety. But I yeah, like them. Look good. Uh, the fit and yeah, the look is kind of cool too. PPE kinda. is like so important, man. Like you get yeah. if you're in a metal shower, wood shop even, but metal is really bad if you get it bad. in your eye. It, it's really bad. Don't I, ask um, me how I know. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I, I will admit I am terrible at it, I, especially a mask. I am terrible at wearing a mask and um, glasses. I'll usually do because it's just freaking annoying, right? Shit's getting blown. Sawdust in your eyes sucks. So, yep. Yep. you know, but uh, I don't often cough from sawdust out in the shop. So if I did, I'd probably put a mask on more often. <laughs> Yeah, I ha- like I'll get home and have all the black boogers, and then I'll be like, "Wow, I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that is in my lungs." I should yeah. probably wear a respirator when I work. Uh, yeah. So uh, let me get back to some of these comments because there's some really good ones. Um, my favorite one is from a guy I went to high school with. His name is Brett Whitaker. He is a um, he is a spray paint artist, and he does a majority of the murals in Chicago. So if you've ever been into Chicago. Uh, and you've driven through the city. Uh, Brett has done a lot of these huge uh, murals on these sides of buildings. And he does like, you know, commercial work for Dunkin' Donuts now and like all these, you know, fairly large nice. uh, uh, stuff. But his stuff is pretty amazing. If you just look up Brett Whitaker, W-I-T-A-C-R-E. He says one word, urinal. 
And it, boy, is that <laughs> an excellent <laughs> tip. I cannot Man. tell you how much time that saves if you have the ability to go to the bathroom in your shop yeah. without um, that you know, would leaving and going somewhere. That is that is a huge one. A My shop used to. So the story goes that the woman, it was a lady that built the house that we live in back in the day. Our house was built in 39. And she apparently lived in this garage slash shop as the house was being built. And uh, oh, so, so there's like, plumbing in that in that in that there shop. was, but now like through the years, it's gotten all sort of disconnected under the ground and everything else. Um, yeah, man, that would have been kick ass. <laughs> I've always thought that you know I've got a nice little outdoor spot behind the shop here that I can I can uh, take care of sneak business, off but, and fertilize. Yeah, yep, water the roses. Uh, B cone knives is the next one on the work for it. He says, maybe this is a small shop tip, but I have a light switch that cuts out oh, all power to the shop. I never oh, have man. to worry. Did I leave the light on or the, he says, because the whole shop power is cut when I leave the shop. Dude, brilliant. that's such a great tip. That is a brilliant tip. I actually, brilliant. every time I leave my shop, I kill all my power except for, yep. Uh, my overhead lights and my um, uh, my air conditioner for obvious reasons. Yeah. But the yeah. the like every single thing in my shop gets shut off at the breaker box. However, the breaker box is the farthest thing away from my front door, so it's like I got to yeah. walk all the way over there. I got to flip all the breakers, and, you know, all that stuff. But that's part of my yeah. routine when I leave. And he's got a switch right by his door that he can that's just go slick. click and turn everything. I've off. got what the a great panel. Tip right there and i i i was just thinking like man i could do that because i've got the the breaker panel just outside my door here and i could easily just just shut it down and not worry about it but i've got some things that like my um compressor and my dust collector they're all on smart switches and i've got a few other things on smart switches i actually um turn my compressor on and off at different times so 5 a.m it comes on and then at 9 or 10 p.m it, it turns off so it's not running yeah, the night if you have a leak or something and, that um, was uh something that someone else commented i don't know if it's on instagram or what but they said that they voice command all their you know their stuff yeah. and i do the same thing as you do it's like having a little alexa or google home or something is a game yep. changer. Cause I walk in and I say, Hey G, and then I can give it all kinds of commands and it turns on all kinds of stuff. It's for surprisingly me. handy. Um, and I'll tell you at first I hated it because the recognition wasn't that great, but now you got to be really careful about your naming of the device. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's a good point. If you're, um, if you're trying to say, turn on the dust collection system, you know, like that's a lot of shit for her to comprehend. Right. Um, right. So like I've got it shortened down to turn on the DC and then turn on the air, you know, just oh, real simple commands. Yeah. Um, and then the other tip I would use about those is that when you give something a name, I usually put the word the in the beginning. So the DC, the air, because there's a little confusion sometimes that she gets. If you just say, turn on air, 
you're, you're never going to probably just say, hey, turn on air. You're going to say turn yeah. on the air. So I yes. add the word the in there. <laughs> yeah, because she'll get confused or Google will get confused because I have um, I'll say like turn on the grind room lights or, you know, whatever, because when I'm shooting in here, I like to have my lighting a certain way. So I have production lights yeah. and I have center lights. I can dip. In fact, uh, they make uh, smart dimmers now that yeah. uh, you can say dim the lights 50%. Yep. Oh, dude, it is We've a game We've got that changer. in our kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And it'll dim the lights instead of just turning them on and off. It'll, you know, change the way. Yep. They, and and so, it, it's just little details like that. If you, It's almost like having an assistant. Things you know, in your shop. Well, I've gotten friendly, super nice. I've gotten to the point and I, I was going through a streak and I'm still somewhat in and I think I'm starting to come out the other side now, but where I, I was just, I, and I'm still getting so frustrated when I go to shoot some, when, you know, it's hard enough filming something and doing it, but when the filming is made difficult because of some reason that you know but haven't fixed <laughs> you know like i've got <laughs> shitty lighting in my shop and i know i could fix whatever it. do you mean ben are you saying right? that we just put things off is that what you're trying yeah. to yeah it's like man so i've been on this quest right now to uh really improve the lighting in my shop and so i've gone through all the f- old fluorescents and i've updated them to leds I've actually got a little video clip I think I'm going to put out um, on that because I got uh, ballast bypass bulbs. I don't know if, if you've ever seen or heard of those. but Oh, yeah. Yes. They are slick. So they're direct wire, uh, which means basically you open up your fluorescent light fixture, you cut the ballast out, and you directly wire the tombstones. The tombstones are those things that the bulbs actually you know kind of turn into. You, you run the power directly to those. And then now I'm converted 100% to LED. Uh, That's awesome. Without a need to update a ballast or anything like that. And uh, I found them for fairly cheap at a local uh, electrician and plumbing supply house. They're like seven bucks a piece or something. But In the last like 25 years. Forever. Yeah. yeah. And no humming sound and all that horse yep. shit that you get with fluorescence and but so when that's I where I'm this at building, now. Is, all the ballasts were bad. All, oh, all the yeah. ballasts and all the lights were bad. And I'm just like, now I'm going to go. And by the way, if you hire an electrician to come out and rewire ballasts, oh, I don't know. It's like ridiculous. 200 and some odd dollars a, a, a pop, yeah. right? And it's Meanwhile, dead the part is like, it's dead easy to do. The part is, I don't know, $15 or something. It's not yep. expensive. And you can buy them at any Lowe's, Home Depot, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I but buy the building. I turn the lights on. One light comes on. And then I'm like, you know, I get it, whatever. Because when I bought the building, no kidding, I bought it and there was no power to it. So I didn't, oh, I was never, yeah. I, I had to like look at it with a flashlight and, you know, walk around. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, of course I bought it. And then, <clears throat> of course, you get the power turned on and you start finding all the shit that's broken. And you're like, yep. okay, this is, this sucks, but whatever. You know, but electric, yeah, electrical work, um, I think a lot of guys are, are, fearful of doing electrical work. Um, I know I always was. My father-in-law has taught me a ton about electrical work. And at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it sound 
dead simple, but, or, or demean electricians in any way, it takes an incredible amount of knowledge to do what they do. But sure does, if you're yeah. doing talking outlets and lights and that kind of stuff and, you know, simple switches, it's pretty damn straightforward. You know, I oh, would yeah. encourage people to give some, some of the simpler stuff a try. We, we get messages all the time about, oh, I don't have 220 in my shop. And then I'll say, send me a photo of your, of your, 220 uh, of is your the panel. Easiest. Yeah. It's the easiest because it's two legs of 110. And, and yep. if you're in the States, I know most people in Europe are like, ah, you're, you're, you guys suck because all you have is single phase, mm-hmm. you know, 110. We do have 220. You just have to, you know, you have to obviously yeah, put in the right breaker and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. easy though. It's super and hell, simple. It's, I wired. It's easier uh, than one ten in my opinion because you don't have yep. a neutral and you know you know it's no yep. none of this positive negative stuff. It's just all hot and the yep. ground. But yeah, two twenty. I'll tell you, I I think it's like you said. It's easier to me to deal with two twenty than it just makes more sense. One ten. Yeah. That not and only it, that, I think you can you know from my understanding is it utilizes less amperage. Yep. To supply the same amount of or double the amount of voltage. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, your your efficiency goes way up. You know, like it does. all my grinders and my plasma cutter and everything are all on 220. And it's just my electric bill in the shop is like 100 bucks a month. I mean, it's like, yeah. Nothing. It depends on what I'm using. I think my, well, my wife's always trying to, the electric bill's crazy. What ben, are you doing? What are out you there? doing out there? Yeah. But You're I think it's, everything. um, you know, it's electric, electrical works to me anyway. Uh, the more I play with it, the less scary it becomes. I'll tell you a funny I'm story. Jack and I, Jack was out helping me with the dust collection on Saturday. I think it, it was Saturday because he had a sleepover Friday night. So he was like hungover, you know, Saturday. Like <laughs> I can remember <laughs> back to those days in college, you know, or like high the school. sleepover hangover. I love yeah, it. I love it. I can just markedly remember some of those days in high school where you stayed up drinking all night and then the next day your old man needed to, needed you to help like put fucking Make sure you don't in. drink too much, you know, we're leaving at four in the morning to go to the job <laughs> site. His thing was always, he would harp on it, right? He's like, don't let tonight ruin tomorrow morning. <laughs> We've all experienced that, sir. And right. I plan on doing that with grace and I, style. Yes, Thank you so I much. I plan on doing that. But so Jack was all hung over and we were up in the <laughs> attic and <clears throat> I, I put him in charge of the lights, right? Like you do the lights, move them around while we're doing the work and whatever else. Right. Well, the one time he went to plug the damn thing into the socket, he happened to have his thumb still Ooh. on the metal. There you go. And all of a sudden, oh, I was laughing Benjamin so hard. Benjamin Franklin all of a sudden, himself. He, yeah, he's like, and I'm barking, you know, I'm pissed it's off. It's 110. He's hung, so, yeah. he's hung over he's and he's fine. not getting any work done. And, what did you do now? Yeah. He's like, I'm getting shocked. I'm getting that- shocked. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that woke him up. <laughs> get, your, get your damn hand off of it. I'm like, Jack, you cannot put your hand on the metal when you're plugging it into the outlet. <laughs> uh, I've, I've taken 220 and I took 220 when a lot of amps was flowing through it. And um, yeah. I, I, I grabbed, I grabbed a, a copper pipe that was coming off Ooh. of a hot water heater. 
And then I grabbed the plug. The hot water heater was plugged into the wall and somebody had wired it incorrectly and there was no ground. Oh. I became the ground. You were the ground. <laughs> I never in my life have I ever had an instance where I knew I was alive and yeah. I knew I was like there, but there was like, it was almost like blurry, you know, for yeah. a second. And then um, thank God my dad was there because he saw it happening and wrapped something around me and pulled me off of it. And then, because oh, I was, I locked up. Yeah, you're, you I, get stuck, right? Yeah, yeah it pulls you right up. in. Um, yeah, Good times, it does. It, Good it times. pulls you right towards it. Well, I, I, I think I was, well, I don't remember where it was, <laughs> but I, I've gotten bit pretty good before too. It's it's um, no fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. I had to get on an airplane, by the way. The reason oh. <laughs> the reason oh. why I was doing this was because I was leaving for an extended period of time. And yeah. I needed to, I wanted to just pl- unplug my hot water heater. I didn't want, need it to be running because it was going to be gone for like 10 days. And I'm like, should I get on an airplane? Like, is there something wrong with me now? You know, right. it's like my heart like going to explode <laughs> at like 30,000 feet. Like all the, a whole new level of anxiety was laid out oh, yeah. in front of me. Right? It, was, it was crazy. Um, all right. Real, real quick. I want to, I want to read a couple more of these, these yeah, uh, great shop tips. Um, Byron McWilliams, uh, who was a really interesting guy. He's a pastor down in Texas. Um, super respectful guy. I love him. He's a knife maker. Uh, just recently friended me on Facebook, by the way, and I'm glad to have you on there, Byron. Um, uh, he says, when you're starting out, watch every YouTube video you can. It's a wealth of good info and training. And when you see a really cool build that a pro has done, Try to make the same thing and then learn by doing until you're far enough down the road that you can start generating your own creative ideas. And I think what I like that so much is, is that he's saying like, take somebody's idea or their, their design that you really love and try to recreate it. And then you'll, while you're doing that. Just put it on the internet for sale. You know, nobody will mind. Just completely copy it and then market it to the people who actually made it and then right, in their yeah. own Facebook group. And, you know, uh, and, and, and then claim it as your own design, by the way. Yeah, that's and, the and most thing, important. That's the most important part. Make sure you do it in a forum where everyone knows you are lying about it, by the way. But, uh, it's, uh, th- here's one thing I didn't mention about the, that whole situation with uh, DB Skadoosh is yep. – Here's why I really love free markets. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if you are a product uh, designer or you're a marketer or say you're a CEO of a corporation or you're like a guy like me, when somebody does this, it lights a whole new fire under your ass and it makes you motivated to do bigger and better things because you have a tendency mm-hmm. to get comfortable. You're like, ah, the design yep. is fine. I don't know. You know, I don't need to do anything. Yep. And, um, and <clears throat> so when then all of this occurred, um, you know, it made me pull out my old prototypes again and relook at things again. And you know what? I, I made an even bigger, better design and, you know, and it was, it, and it, that was part of the catalyst, you know, having him, do this, you know, was that, you know, catalyst for me to create a better uh, machine, you know, for the next round. Yeah, totally. So it, I think, you know, as angry as I could get or be about yeah. that situation, um, there's also a lot of very good positive things that 
that are happening as a result of it. Um, yep. You know, motivation is, you know, competition that. in the free market is a huge motivator. Uh, so, yeah. and by the way, speaking of that, Elon Musk and Tesla, I don't know if you noticed during the Super Bowl, but the, the um, Chevy Cadillac EV stuff yeah, that yeah. they're pushing. Big time. I mean, oh, I, I have a hard time believing they're going to, you know, ramp it up as fast as Elon did. But yeah. hey, they've got a cool product coming out, it looks like, with the EV stuff. And by the way, yeah. Tampa Bay uh, killed Kansas yeah. City. And crush them and smash their faces into the you know the the field. It was it was almost not even enjoyable to watch after the third quarter. I was just like, okay, well, yeah, definitely That's going the first to win this sporting game. event. Uh, the first minutes of a sporting event I have watched. Well, probably since the last Super Bowl, to be honest. I'm with you. You and I, same thing. That's the only sport I watch. I used to watch fact, a lot of hockey, but I don't do it anymore. During the first half, I took Sam to the park and and uh, drove remote control cars. <laughs> you missed the first half. That was the best part of the game. I did. The, the yeah. second half of the game was so boring because he just knew Tampa Bay was going to shut it down. I mean, yeah. it was. It was, it was kind but of a, man, a Tom Brady. He's got a franchise. Yeah, buddy. You, know, if you want to win Super Bowls? You hire Tom Brady. Hire Tom. I mean, that guy's taking every every team. You want to build belt grinders? DB Skadoosh, baby. Go all the way, DB Skadoosh. He even na- he's even gonna name his. I, I'm I'm over. It. I'm done. I'm not even gonna. I'm just not even gonna go there. I'm just not doing it. I'm done. I've already said my piece. I'm at peace with Skibby Do- Skibby or Skibby Do- DB Skadoosh Junior. I'm, I'm over it. Okay, um, <laughs> Riley, Riley Knife and Tool. <laughs> oh, God. He says, maybe not exactly what you're looking for, but I'm learning that not every task has to put money in your pocket or build this your brand. Yeah. Don't let little unimportant jobs or inconveniences pile up. Sweep the damn floors. Organize your tools and your parts bins. Change that switch that's been going bad on the drill press. Spend a few dollars or minutes on something that you don't, quote, need, but makes shop life a little easier or more enjoyable. It actually does pay dividends in the long run. That, to me, resonates. <laughs> that was a great... Um, Great tip. And in fact, yeah, when he wrote that, I was having almost the exact, you know, when you, when you right now I'm pushing out another product. So I'm like in product development. I am in yep. photography mode, marketing mode, um, plans mode. So we're creating a whole new set of plans. A whole, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm just, I am knee deep in BS. And mm-hmm. um, I realized, okay, I, like why the fuck do I even do this anymore? Like I'm like sitting here going, this is an enormous amount of work and it's just like, it's taking me out of the moment and I'm not doing the creative endeavors that I yeah. hoped I could be doing. And, but it needs and then done. I'm like, until it's done. Right. Exactly. So once, once it's completed and then it's done, you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, I, I can, yeah. I can breathe now for another year, you know, or whatever. That's um, me with the lights the too. Right. Like, yep. uh, I spent, I have spent a lot of time in the past week or so, two weeks, fucking around, playing with lighting. Oh man, um, I got to send you those soft boxes. Remind and me. And I got to send that. you that apron. I know. I've been thinking <laughs> we'll about that. We'll change uh, addresses. Yeah, I'll send it over. We'll, we'll swap addresses. But it, same thing. 
And then every time I'd pull up my phone to make a damn video for a post, I'd go, ah, shit, I got to, ah, this, ah, I'm not, you know, it's like, you could fix this shit, dude, (laughs) do it. And that one little tiny thing that you fix today compounds in time over time. And it's, it's an aggregate effect. Um, Red Beard Ops, our buddy James over at Red Beard Ops, doing amazing things with his YouTube channel and Instagram. He says Bluetooth hearing protection, which we all know our favorite one is ISOTunes, and I wear mine every day. I I don't know that people realize what a game changer it is. Whether it's ISOTunes, which I would highly recommend, or anything, just not having cords, not having... um, just Not just having like blank and- ear cover too, because like yeah. if you if you've got something pumped into your uh, headset while you're working, you will most likely work longer because it's yep. taking some of the discomfort of that work that you're doing away, and it's entertaining your mind. So it's yep. just like exercise. Why do you think people listen to music while they exercise? Because their mind needs stimulation while they're doing something that's you know that's autonomous. Hell yeah. Love it. Uh, Trenton Knives uh, says, my tip is to read a book and try to understand, implement, and um, lean learn processing behavior. My recommendations are The Toyota Way by Jeffrey Liker and Lean Thinking by Womack and Jones. Um, I looked into both of these books. I did not know they existed, and um, I am fascinated by them. In fact, uh, I've downloaded uh, the uh, a couple of them just so I could read them because uh, I'm, I'm always looking for new ways of changing my perspective on things. especially when it comes to systems and processing things uh, because I'm always wondering like, am I doing this the most efficient way, you know? And, and and usually I'm not. And usually it's a perspective problem. It has nothing to do with money or time or any of it. It's just how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Avatar forge. There are many tips and tricks. However, I think one of the more important ones is staying organized and setting up your shop with workflow in mind. Shout out to Adam Savage's channel and how he set up his shop. You got to love so, the guy. Yeah, he specific he specifically says staying organized, right? And staying. Yeah. I, to me that's you can be really freaking organized, but staying that way is the trick i i feel that pain with a really small space right if i'm not keeping on top of putting shit away this place can turn into a fucking disaster in about five minutes (laughs) you know absolutely staying organized is a big one yeah, and and uh, what the reason I will always go back to Adam Savage's channel in regards to that because Adam is a clear yep. example of somebody who you would think it would should not be organized. Yes, very artistic and very artistic. He's he's one of those guys. And you could walks that line. You could look at his shop too and think it's not organized, right? Correct. Like because there's shit everywhere kind of like my shop is that way as well admittedly but i but it's to me it it comes back to that no drawers thing right like all my shit's out it's out on the wall it's out and i i i've come to the conclusion that i actually take inspiration from that 
right? Like being able to look around and see potential to see a tool or to see a material or to see a, you know, something hanging out there. It's like, oh yeah, that would work perfect for this or that or the other thing. And so I think I take a lot of inspiration from having, being surrounded by all my stuff. (laughs) It can also work the other way where you're like, I get completely distracted by stupid shit when I shouldn't yes. be even bothering with it. Squirrel, uh, that's, it yeah. uh, today's a classic example of uh, I have a fire safe and I never keep anything in it. It's like a dummy fire safe thing, but it works. I mean, it's a fire safe, it, whatever. Yep. I just, and now all of a sudden I have something I want to put in it and it's just papers and stuff. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't remember the freaking combination. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I had one of those motherfuckers too. Uh, My son lost the damn key. Or yeah. We never knew we had the combination, but we kept it in the damn safe, right? Like yeah. a bunch of fucking uh, morons. See, this and then, because it had a key. So you could just use this sure. little key. Well, the reason you could use the key is because we had apparently entered the combination and, and it was left on it the there. last number, right? Yep, so yep. we left it, used the key. Well, Jack got went, we spun it, right? Yep. I'm going to tell you something. I cut into that damn thing with a recip saw. That's how like safe it was. I was amazed. I'm like, this is a safe? Like this is a fucking safe? I cut into this thing with a pocket knife. Yeah, yeah, it's a deterrent. Here's here's what I have learned is that if it's a century product for thirty bucks, you can send them a serial number and they'll send you the Yeah. Because That's guess what? what? I heard I'm too, not the only asshole that forgets. Yeah. About stuff I like was that. just ready to retire. I, I was ready to not be a safe owner anymore. So, you know, recip saw it was. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is it. I'm into this thing. Uh, uh, Dexter, Dexter, my son actually commented on this right here. Oh, he, yeah. He has a workshop tip. Uh, he says, a good <laughs> tip is not to overwork yourself, take breaks, and give yourself time to do what you have to do when you feel exhausted. And that's a he really good one. He clearly learned that one from uh, his father. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I kick my feet up on the regular. Yes, I'm, I, I, I do at times sit sit down and, you know, he knows that because he's, yep. you know, walked up to me while I'm chinned onto my chest and sitting on the couch, you know. Right. So. Bob Ryan 47, he says, be realistic with your needs. We all work with tight margins, but spend money that will help you be more efficient, whether it's materials or a new tool. Spending money where it's truly needed can help you make more money, work more efficiently, work more cleanly, and have an overall better experience. You have to be equally cheap as well, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Spend money to make money, but know where to put those dollars. Where to put it. Where you're going to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DC Custom Knives. My man, uh, Mr. Dan uh, from DC Custom Knives. uh, He says, horsehair brushes on the shop vacuum. It gets into all the nooks and crannies and dislodges the dust. I don't know how yeah. I lived without that for so long. So I'm trying That's to brilliant. envision. I wrote him back and I said, like, how do you attach it? Uh, yeah. I imagine what he's saying is like a cheap paintbrush on the end of a shop vac yeah. hose, which makes sense. Okay. Like maybe duct tape or something to it. Okay. Yeah. And then and then he's, and you know, obviously he's kicking up whatever with that right. horsehair brush. Now, yeah. I know they make... Uh, uh, you know, like a two and a half and a four inch uh, yep. brush thing that uh, attaches to the end of these, uh, you know, shop vacs. 
But I don't know about you. Every single one of those I've ever owned, you oh, usually yeah, they, they, they fold in and they suck yep. and they get crusty with all kinds of stuff in them. So yep. I tend not to use them because it just tends to like get all caught up in there. Now, Dan's Amen, yeah. concept, it seems to make more sense because that brush is not wrapped around the hose. Yeah, and and I've, maybe the fact that it's horsehair as well, you know, it's just a higher yeah, quality version it. of it. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty slick. I also wonder if he just kind of uses it for dusting, but I don't know. He says it's on his shop vac. On the so, back, yeah. Well, yeah. cool. Good tip. Yeah, yeah that's Maybe good share more on how he does it. Ben's Bites says, just one? Goal one, leave the shop without needing to go to the ER. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Two, your brain is the best safety feature you have. Three, where Incorrect. My brain is the worst safety feature. (laughs) Yeah, all right. It's the best and the worst. It makes me think, you can do this without using the proper PPE. Hold my beer, brother. (laughs) <laughs> Your uh, number three, wear PPE, and number four, be a generalist. The more you do and learn, can be applied across crafts. I see. I, I I try as hard as I can to be as general as I can. I think you know it's. There are folks who very like specify very narrow field of focus in what they do and. I don't know. I enjoy making all kinds of shit with all kinds of things. So I'm just going to keep being general. Yeah, I'm with you. I think general, being a generalist is important. And and yeah. if, in fact, that's probably the most um, – I would say that's probably one of the bigger reasons why I've been so successful. And they say this about a lot of entrepreneurs is that if you don't know how to do something and you're running a business, unless you have an enormous coffer of money to hire people to do that, stuff for you yeah uh you're gonna fail because you're gonna run out of money and then you're gonna go back to working for someone else but in my case i learned i took years to just figure things out okay i need to i need to know how to do this logistically how do i make this happen and then by the way like getting back to the ballast thing you buy a building and now you've got we got to pay an electrician five thousand dollars to come in and replace all the ballasts uh hell no i'm gonna go to home depot buy them all myself and i'll install myself and save my company that money so i can dump that into something else you know but yeah uh, yeah, being a generalist man uh that's it maynard uh maynard mcallister says i keep paint brushes at my bandsaw grinder and drill press to clear away debris as i work that is a really good one i do that as well and here's a pro 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 tip buy them at home or harbor freight you can get uh, chip brushes. Yeah. At Harbor Freight, buy the box, and I think it's ten bucks. And then, you know, once they get greasy, you just throw them away. That's what. Good cheap shit that. there. That's it. Limited leather. Good lighting is a must, but having a lamp or spotlight you can put directly over your project can help a ton when doing detail work. Dude, he's so right. I have yeah. those like little LED lights that are touch activated. Yeah. Game changer. Big time, yep. big time game changer. Love They're it. ten bucks. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you have one? Why wouldn't you have one in every tool you have? That's what mm, I'm saying. I agree. I got those little. Oh, what the hell are they? Those little things that you kind of clamp on. The like one bulb. 
the metal. It looked like yeah, a get chicken, at, yeah. chicken it's like brooder. A work light. Yeah, it's like a yeah. work light with a like a yep. silver bowl with a like a light yeah. bulb in the middle. I've got yeah. some of those, and I just put some big ass bulbs in them. You know, some heavy duty uh, bulbs. They work pretty good. Entiat River Forge says I had a few lately, but Aaron Goff, when he was on Knife Talk, mentioned mold polishing stones for hand sanding so i checked them out and i gotta say it's a bit of a game changer uh antiat river forge when you get a minute if you wouldn't mind uh private messaging me the link that you i remember them asking like in fact they brought it up twice and i think it was on xyz i don't think it was on knife talk it was on the xyz Uh podcast they talked about this uh, if, and, and he briefly went over the, like the different styles is the ones that he uses, yep. but, um, I would love a link to them so that I could go find them because I also found that fascinating. These are like little sanding things that are, yeah. it's hard to describe, but I think you listen to it. I remember him. Yeah. Mentioning it. I, I couldn't quite place what they were. So I'd be curious to see what they are too. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I could, uh, I could use those on my my processes all right i'm gonna pick one more um fouled anchor welding says flat spots are the enemy and seem to always collect stuff and hide it from me when i need it the war continues i think what he's talking about is tabletop surfaces horizontal surfaces anything you can set something on is the enemy and i'm with you i totally agree i try to minimize that as much as possible but it's inevitable yep okay the world is full of horizontal surfaces by the way it is, and they must be uh, strewn with shit. <laughs> it's not a workshop unless there's stuff on everything. <laughs> right, on and everything. dust, by the way. All right, here's my last pick. The old Pueblo craftsman says, don't put your fingers where you wouldn't put your uh, <clears throat> dick. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't put your pickle. That's it. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't put your pickle tickle. Uh, he says, think about how many times you've suffered a random cut, splinter, or caught between that could have been avoided by applying this simple logic. So there you go. This also applies Don't put if your you're visiting Tijuana, Mexico. All right, right. I think doesn't Izzy Swan have something there? He's like, don't, don't stick, don't stick your finger in it, or something like that. I remember the old. Uh, There's a joke in gosh. there somewhere. Yeah, the the pickle yeah. joke. Yeah, there was some yeah. podcast. What was the podcast Izzy did with? Um, was Izzy Swan and Mike? Oh, I don't remember. It's a good show. A little vulgar, but good show. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Well, you know what? I think it's come to a time where we're getting at the end of the show. And I wanted to say to the audience and our Patreons, by the way, I think uh, I haven't checked Patreon in a while, but I think we got another one. Let me look real quick. Um, uh, Patreon. Patreon.com. Patreon. Five patrons. Five. Man, look. Picked up a couple. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, d- does it list them out and who they are? Well, it doesn't for me because I'm You're not, not a patron. Admin. Oh, by the way, I tried to I try to give you admin rights. And I don't I, for some reason. I'm just gonna happen. join. <laughs> I'm just gonna join. I'll just pay us a dollar. <laughs> well, here, yeah, maybe that's the solution. But um, oh, son of a gun, I can't get into it now. 
I'm an old man. This is what, this is how it works yeah. now. Like I go to Patreon. Yeah. I'm like, I don't remember my password. And, <laughs> right. You know, the whole thing. And I got, you know, I got hacked again, by the way. All right. Did uh, you really? All right. Yeah. And nothing too serious. This is morons. Vladimir um, again, you think? Or? Yeah, definitely Russians. They're you're having a good time mm. on my, um, you know, on my thing. Uh, all right. Here, but by the way patreon is awful the the back yeah. end is i remember that when i had uh, uh the woodfellas podcast too it was hideous if you click on patreon or patrons nothing happens i cannot see my patron list and that should be the I first to, thing you see yeah if i go to my home fi- oh relationship manager let me just go into going to there all right so dimitri uh has joined and justin miller has joined mark v from uh the uk yeah. brian Cohn from b code right. nines and mw steelworks we are now generating see Killing here's the it. other problem we're supposed to be uh generating like it doesn't add up how much we make every month which oh. you would think what? would be the first so thing that i would be able to see i have to do the math i think it's 21 no 18 dollars as eighteen dollars a month, we are halfway to our goal of Kick uh, getting to our software package that we want for our, for our Patreon or for our po- podcast and podcast <laughs> Patreon. Too many P words in there. Pickle oh, Jesus, I, I'm getting tired, man. Oh, man. But um, but yeah. So the goal is is that we get up to forty bucks a month and on Patreon so that we can um, buy the software that'll um, that's a subscription based software where we can bring everybody onto the show and people could call yeah. in and we could do all this stuff and it's the whole thing. So we're we're really working Amen. towards that. And we wanted to say to everyone who is supporting us on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times yes. over because. Um, you yes, you know yes. that's money out of your pocket that you put into ours so that we can continue doing what we love to do, and we truly yep. appreciate that. Thank you so much. So, yeah, anyway. for sure, for ben, sure. Let's call this. Yeah, thing. buddy. Let's, let's, let's stick a fork in it. Out of here. Yeah. All buddy. right, man. It's been. A I appreciate long one. you, Ben. All I right, and everybody you. who's listening to our podcast, we appreciate you. You know what you have to do. You have to work for it, baby. Work for it, baby. Adios. Woo. We'll catch you on the flip side. See you next. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about.
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.